Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast. I'm Neville O'Donoghue, and this is a podcast for bench warmers. Listen to me now, listen to me. Which phone is that? That's the second time it's gone off. We're going to do it. Tyson Fury. It's Torres to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. You're a county? Absolutely not. That's a load of rubbish, by Sean, to be quite honest. Uh, He's a disgrace to have a football club. What a belt he's given it. I, 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 I love I love I love me county, you know. We love Jamalan! On today's show I have former Aussie Rules player and car curler Satanto Halpine. Satanta played Aussie Rules for the best part of the ten years and won Young Hurl of the Year with Cork in two thousand three. I sit down and talk to Satanta about his recent appearance on Ultimate Hell Week and also life in Hawaii of all places. This show is coming live from get against in Dubai, where I'll be for the rest of the year, so make sure come on in and find me. I'll be watching any of the matches on any of the big screens most weekends, and give me your thoughts on any of the games, and I'll put you up on any of the accounts. So with that, hope you enjoy the pod. Satanta O'Halpine. Satanta, how are you? I'm very well, Neville. Thank you, bud. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks a million for coming on, because uh, <laughs> I, I'm a Corkman myself, and like, I would have grown up and I remember watching, obviously, Sean O, yourself and Zaki as well, wasn't it, playing for Cork? Yeah. So, but like, look, before we go into all that, I'd just like to ask you, uh, what are you at nowadays? Are you living in Hawaii now, Satanta, or where, where are you? Yeah, a lot of people ask me now, but um, since I finished up playing football in Australia, um, I was thankfully lucky enough, I met a beautiful um, Colleen, she's um, Hawaiian, so... Obviously, um, we, we lived, when I was playing football in the last three years, we lived in um, Sydney and then uh, obviously she wanted to come back home and it was, it was a new scenery, new new change for me. So, um, yeah, decided to take the plunge and come out to Hawaii. So I've been here now the last four years. So my wife's from here, born and bred. So um, trying to carve, carve a career out. Honolulu, here. is it? Yeah, I'm in Honolulu, yeah. About 12, half an hour from the this Honolulu to Waikiki, so um, right now I'm I went back to school to be an electrician, so really? I'm, do, I'm I'm doing that, and uh, also on the I start created um, when I went, um, the last four or five years um, I wanted to kind of get back into sport, and um, you know with the rigorous of um, you know obviously being a professional player I know how much time it takes and coaching and all that, so. I came up with an idea with myself and um, a good friend of mine that I went to college in WIT and uh, that's um, uh, helping sport. So obviously it's um, an online platform where, where professional athletes or, you know, GA players get to mentor kids all over, all over. So um, I started that up and that's been going well. So, um, you know, small steps really. All right. But I must say, I'm very jealous because, uh, I actually, you know, everyone does a J1 in Ireland. And I actually did, oh, yeah. I did my J1 in Waikiki. So I'm very, I was no. spent two or three months out there. So I'm very familiar. Beautiful place, like, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know you spent three months out here. Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, man. It's beautiful. I'd say that there's, there's not many Irish people getting around. I've, I kind of, in my travels, I've seen a couple of them, like, but, um, yeah, definitely uh, it's not a place where, 
you know, the Irish would probably um, gravitate to. It's usually New York, Boston, Chicago. You know, I've been to New York and I've been to Boston and all that. So, um, yeah. but uh, look, Hawaii is a beautiful place. It's um, obviously it's expensive, but um, yeah, you get, you know, obviously when I finish work, you know, I can just jump, I can drive 10 or 15 minutes and I'm in the ocean and I'm straight into the hot water. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's good. It's got it's got its pros and cons, Neville. <laughs> oh, definitely. So, like, just just to summarize there again. So, you're going back to college to finish off being an electrician, and also yeah. your, you got personal training, and that's that's what you're doing as well. To and you're married, happily married. Happily married. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Obviously, um, you know, I did Ultimate Hell Week, and that went very well. So. Yeah, and doing a few things on, you know, from 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 the leg up of that, to just doing a few things like that. So I just wanted to ask, uh, yeah, about because that was going to be my next question because uh, I, I'm living yeah. out here in Dubai for the year, and I, I bumped into Peter Stringer, and he did another cork man, <clears> and he did it. He did Hell Week last week or last year, and yeah. he said, like being a former professional rugby player, I couldn't believe this, but he said it was one of the toughest things he ever did. Like, would you go along with that? Oh Neville, I I'm, I agree with him hundred um, percent. Just in terms of uh, the mental capacity, you know what I mean, uh, putting your body through it physically. Um, I I've done many preseasons, and I know if you're not familiar with if you're not familiar with AFL Neville, like the preseasons are grueling, like five months. But just um, just the mental side of things is like uh, you know, obviously along with the mental side. You get no limited amount of food and limited amount of sleep. So you put all that together in six days, bro. It, it, it you know, that's why they call it Hell Week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and like even even he was telling me like there'd be times there where they did they, they deprive you of sleep, you know, just to toughen you up or something like you know. So. Yeah, I, I, I with within the whole six days I did. I, I'm pretty sure I got about ten hours sleep. Jeez. so yeah so that was that, the lack of sleep killed me like you know what i mean along with the food like i'm a big man so yeah you know i need i i, I need a lot a, a lot of um you know carbohydrates and protein but um you know yeah never what i learned from it is that the mind and the body you know can do amazing things bro you know what i mean when yeah. when, when you really put to the test then you got to dig deep you just find a way. You just find a way. So you know, it was um, for me. It was uh, something like um, throughout my football career. You know, obviously I've been away from the game for a, 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 like five, six years. So um, to know that you can go back to the well is something, something good. Like you know what I mean. So yeah. not that you'd want to be going doing it all the time. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, but no, it's it's nice to know that you still got it. And how did? How did it come about, Satanta? Did did, did RT approach you, or, or how did it come about? So um, how it came about is that the first Instagram I had when I was playing, like in with the Giants back in 2012, they told us everyone to get Instagram. So everyone got Instagram and Twitter and the whatnot. But my first account got hacked. So I kind of after that I kind of just fell away from it a bit, and then. My wife got back on it, so she was saying, "Ah, oh, just get back on it. It's a good way to keep in contact with everyone, you know, people back home, teammates, you know." So I got back on it, and um, Jamie, Jamie, the production um, manager for uh, Motor Productions yeah. that did the show, he sent me he sent me direct message like, and he was asking me like, "Oh, look, just um, out of the blue, would you be interested in doing 
doing an ultimate hell week in there. I was like, oh, is this a joke or what? Like, you know, so he sent me um, the, seat, the one you were talking about with Peter Stringer last year's one version uh, yeah. season. And um, obviously I, I watched that and I was like, oh, shit. So it was back in March he sent it to me. So I had a few months to prepare for it. So look, after talking to him and looking at it, I said, look, why not? Uh, you know, it's a good way to test myself mentally, physically, like I said before. And um, I'd like to see where, where, how far I'd go. And you know what? It, it brought me back home too. You know, I got, obviously with the pandemic, Neville, I hadn't seen my family in three years. So yeah. that was a massive incentive, like, you know what I mean? Uh, going back home. So I got to do all those beautiful things. My wife came with me, you know, and we, we just enjoyed the trip. So all in all, it was an unbelievable experience. Yeah, no, definitely. Right, we'll, uh, we'll go on to, I suppose, I suppose what everyone wants to talk about, the, your cock career and going on and playing with Carlton. But I suppose I'll start yeah. off first off with Satanta. Like, like, we all, a lot of us know the story. Your, your mother was Fiji and your dad was from Anna. But, like, I know you came up from the north side of the city. Like, was it was it always going to be GA from day one, was it? Oh, definitely. Um Look, my dad, immig- my dad immigrated from Ireland back in the 60s, like so. And, um, you know, he's very passionate, you know, entrenched in the Irish language, the, the culture. And he wanted to kind of bring that to us, you know. So in all his years living in Australia, you know, he played Gaelic football, obviously with the, you know, the crack with the pubs and the scene. We were always around that, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, never uh, 1916 Easter Risings. You know, whenever there was, um, you know, uh, commemorations on in Australia, we'd always go to that and we'd always be around St. Patrick's Day. So it was my dad's biggest dream for all of us to go back home and to, to one, learn, learn the Irish language, you know, speak the Irish, you know, a Gwilga, and then um, obviously um, to be entrenched in Irish sport. So he never got the opportunity to do it. So obviously he wanted us to have that opportunity. And, um, you know, thankfully... Um, you know, when we landed, I know my dad's from Fermanagh, but, you know, he, he kind of said to us, like, the, um, where where can you where can you get a good education, play Gaelic football and hurling and, you know, what I mean, obviously go to Irish schools. And he said the best opportunity was in Cork. So and that's how we we landed in Cork. So he started um, looking around and thankfully we got a we got a house up in parklands up in the north side so obviously it was only five minutes across the road from um our club Napiershig and obviously um the, just the name itself Napiershig Podrick Pierce you know what I mean so um great Republican so obviously um that along with everything that married that's the reason my dad picked Napiershig like you know obviously the Glen Rovers were down the road and St Vincent's were there but look we, we ended up in Napiershig so I was I was great so that's kind of how we end eventuated, like you know. Yeah, yeah. And what about? Because I, I was lucky enough to. I went to Fiji before. It's a beautiful country. I was lucky enough to be there. And what about yeah. your mother's influence? Because I was in Fiji, and they are massive men. And in another life, I could have seen <laughs> the whole laddie line out for Ireland or monster, like you know. Oh look, you know what? Um, uh, at at the end of the day, it was all like. Any, any kid's ambition is to play professional sport, no matter what level. And you know what? I'm, I'm grateful and I'm blessed that, you know, I got to play Gaelic, Gaelic football and hurling because to me, hurling is one of the greatest games in the world, you know? Yeah. But obviously, you know, if, if I did go to Christians or I did go to Prez and, you know, if I went down that route, I would have loved it just as much, you know? 
um, it's a great opportunity for me. Obviously, one of the highlights of my 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 sporting career was to play for Ireland. You know, in the international rules, you don't get many opportunities to represent your country. Uh, you know, obviously in Gaelic football or in international rules, uh, you know, with playing AFL. So, you know, it is something I would look back on. And you know, if even if I did play soccer, I did play rugby. Like you know, obviously them guys like they 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 represent their country more often than others. Like so. Yeah, it's something in the back of my mind that I would love to have done, but obviously I'm happy with the career I, I picked, you know? I know, definitely, like, you know. And then, I suppose, like, look, looking, you, you had a great year with Cork then, like, you know, was it in 2003, yeah. I think it was under, was it under John Allen? And we, I was at, I was at that. Don't or, look, who, who was yeah, Don't Look Grady. Oh, Don't Look Grady, oh, yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. Yeah. Great, he, yeah. he was actually a great coach as well. But I remember, I think he yeah. got to the final close and three. I think it was at it. And um, like, do you have any regrets looking back in that or anything? Because I was just thinking, you remember Ty Kennedy now, who you probably know, who played Aussie Rules yeah. also. And like, yeah. he came back and he won an All Ireland with Kerry. Was that ever in the back of your head at some stage to go, I'll come back and win All Ireland with Cork also? Yeah. Uh, like, uh, when I first went over to Australia, um obviously like like I said before, like growing up looking at you know Dennis Irwin, Roy Keane, you know, guys I idolized, like you know, John O'Shea, they, they all played professional and you know, growing up I wanted to be a professional player. So when the opportunity came to me, for me it was a no-brainer. I um, you know, I spoke to Sean Og and I spoke to my dad about it, and we always kind of were on the incline that. I'd go over and whatever I signed for two years. If it didn't work out, I could always come home. Yeah. But obviously the two years ran into four, six, eight and 10. Sure. Uh, when you're out of the game of hurling for so long, uh, I just think that it, it takes a long time to get, you know, to get back into it. And oh, definitely I could, I'd probably, you know, I'd back myself into play, play club level, uh, you know, but just into county level, obviously you'd need to be playing at, morning noon and night like you know and i just thought my my time had passed me then and you know do i have any regrets yes i do i, I you know i wish i wish i i wish i you know could have stayed for an extra year or you know one or not one in our Ireland. but you know i i just can't dwell on that now you know what i mean i it's come and it's gone and i've enjoyed my career i've been a professional athlete not how many how many people in the world ever get a chance to play, you know, play professional sport. You know, mm. I went over to Australia. There's not even one one percent of the country gets to play Aussie rules. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to play. I played for ten years. Then I played, you know, I played with Isaacy in local football, and you know, I for another three four years on. So, you know, I've been touch wood. You know, I've had an unbelievable, unbelievable fucking journey. So, I, I got to be grateful for that. That's a very good point you make. Actually, that I suppose it was easier for Ty Kennedy. Well, it wasn't easy, like, but like. You know, coming back from Aussie rules to football is not as big a jump. Whereas I know in hurling, you like you have to be hurling the whole time. Like otherwise, you lose. Oh, that, like you know, Neville, you got to be hurling, man. Just your touch. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you look at the speed of the game now, like it's so fast, so quick. Yeah. You know who can block in? Like the game's a lot more technical than it was when I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know the short, the short passing. You know before it was like. I was a big man, so they'd hoof the ball in, and I was really good under the high ball. But look at look at it now; they just bunch up, and then you know they just smother everything. So you know what you got to do is like work around it, you know, 
passing and just the games just it's yeah. developed so much you know good or bad I don't know <laughs> yeah um one of the other questions I wanted to ask you as well because yeah just looking at David Clifford right he's probably yeah. one of the greatest footballers ever like you know like yeah only if you were him now we know he's got a young child now you'd be on the first plane out to Australia as well like you know like Kerry have done very well to hold on to him haven't they they've done exceptional very well yeah they've you know, at the end of the day, it's up to the individual, like, you know, and it's whether he chooses to go or he doesn't choose to go. But from my opinion, you know, I've, you know, if you go out and you, you stay one or two years and you decide that you want to leave them well and good, but there's an opportunity or look at the other side of it. Like, you know, you could stay there, make really good money. You know what I mean? And you don't have to, what's the word, uh, you know, you don't have, uh, later on in your life, it, it doesn't have to be as, you know, as tough work-wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Different options, different ways, you know what I mean? Whether, you know, homesickness has an, uh, you know, uh, you know, has, has an effect on you, but um, you know what, if I was where I was in the same position, you know, back then again, I'd, I'd do it all again, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like I was a professional athlete I trained I played every you know every every morning I woke up I was either you know going to the gym going doing uh, pool sessions you know what I mean Pilates I was just a professional athlete doing what I loved at a young age you know what I mean yeah uh, there's not what more can you ask for you know what I mean whether whether you want that in your life or not that's your choice you know what I mean yeah. Was your was your older brother Sean? Was he ever? Now obviously he's a legend of Cork Hurling, but and and yeah. was he ever cracking that uh, he didn't have the idea to go to Australia also? Oh, definitely. Like you know, if Sean Og was, if at the time when Sean Og was young and they asked him to go, he he would have jumped on a plane straight away. You know, back yeah. then he loved Aussie rules more than I would. Yeah, more than I did because like when he left Australia he was 14 like so yeah. he, he 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 knew a lot about Aussie rules knew a lot about rugby rugby league you know when we lived my, we lived in New South, New South Wales which is Sydney like you know and yeah. that's the last team I went to the Giants but that was massive rugby league so he was a massive fan of that anyway so yeah I'm, he definitely would have jumped at it but obviously back then they weren't really like God rest his soul, Jim Steins was the first guy and then Sean White. And then after that, there was a bit of a lull, yeah? You know, Paul Early went out there, you know, but after kind of, after that, in the 80s and 90s, Tig was really the first one to go out there in 1998, 99, 2000. And then obviously I came out there 2003 and then obviously the list goes on now, like, but um, there wasn't many people heading out there because as you know yourself, Neville, back 20 years ago, not many people did not many people are kind of left Ireland really as such like you know obviously now with the J1s as you say they're all going like you know what I mean and yeah. it's a lot it's a lot easy it's easy accessible now to be you know you can you can head to Australia in 24 24 hours or a bit a bit more like yeah back then like it was an eternity to get there like you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, before we go on to your Jazzy Rule stuff, then, uh, Satanta, I yeah. just want to ask you, because obviously you're still a big Cork Hurling fan and all that, like, you know, and, yeah. and I'd just be interested to know from someone that was in the circle, it's nearly 20 years now since we won a Hurling All-Ireland. Like, can anyone explain that, the size of Cork? Like, why haven't we done it, like? 
Oh, that's the that's the multi-million dollar question, Neville, isn't it? Like, you know, um, for a county just steeped in a lot of tradition and, you know, over the years, like we've had unbelievable, unbelievable hurlers, like, you know, yeah. To, to not to not be to not win one since I think Sean Og was captain like is I never thought it'd be I never even thought it'd even happen like but obviously we're at that stage where um you know things have to things have to change you know what I mean whether it's the lack of the lack of um coaching underage you know not developing players um people's mindset um I don't know I'm, I, you know, I'm like yourself. I'm, I'm asking the questions myself. Like, you know, I'm not really in, in, in inside the inside the hub of it all. You know what I mean? But obviously, you know, I'd love to know. You know, that's the million dollar question. But um, you know, hopefully, like, you know, we do get things right and we do get things right quick. Like, because um, you know, it's been uh, every every year I've watched by it's just been nothing but heartache. Like, you know what I mean? But um, you think we lost? Do you think we lost a bit of ground that time when the strike happened? Because, like, like to call the sport amateur now is an insult. Like, the game is as good as professional now. Like, you know, do you think we lost a, a like, the other teams pushed on, whereas we always thought there was an ego with us. We always thought we were Cork and we can do it, whereas it's not that yeah. simple. You look at Limerick, like, I'd say if Limerick had to do fitness tests up against any professional athlete, they'd probably be just as good, if not better than them, like, you know? Oh, yeah, 100%. It could be an element of that. It could be an element of what I do know about Cork hurling and being a Cork hurler is that Cork is very, uh, we're a skillful county, yeah? yeah? So we're natural, natural hurlers. Like, uh, if you look down the line of, like, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, Jimmy and Barry Murphy's, you know what I mean? Obviously, go, going, going back, you know, um, Tomas Mulcahy's, they're all gifted quality yeah. like unbelievable stick men you know what i mean so yeah. we've had you know you know the ben o'connor's the shawnee mcgrath's you know the jordines like unbelievable stick men like and the kind of game kind of changed a bit you know what i mean in terms of like um like be our emphasis on you know using your body and such whether we didn't adapt to that you know what I mean? Or we kind of stayed to the kind of skillful side. I I just, you know what I mean? That could be an element of it. You know what I mean? Obviously yeah. the ego side of things. Um, well, if you look back in the early nineties, two thousands, when you look back in Dublin, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like early night. Well, they were in an Ireland final 95. And then after that they struggled. Right. But what I, what I've heard from all accounts is that, they changed their whole infrastructure in terms of underage, right? They yeah. brought in co coaching and they pumped in a lot of, a lot of money into it. Yeah. Right. And it's not until 10 or 20 years later that they reap the rewards and look at them now. Like, you know, uh, take for instance, Limerick, my, when I was growing up, like, you know what I mean? Like Limerick weren't, weren't even heard of in, in, in Munster finals. You know what I mean? They were, they would get knocked out in the first round. Yeah. Obviously they identified what areas they lacked and you know look at them the last three last four or five years they've been they've been in all our finals and they've been winning three in a row and i'm i'm so happy for them like because you know what all the heartache they did you know they yeah. realized something was missing and they worked towards it you know and they 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 invested in the right areas which look at them now you know and they're only reaping the rewards they could go on and win another three or four you know what i mean oh, definitely
and it, it, it's only it's only that's only the hard work you know what i mean i i look at the guys like Kieran Carey um Clement Smith Gary Kirby guys like that have won all Ireland like you know what i mean yeah, yeah and then look at look at the people now that are winning all Ireland you know what i mean so obviously they've identified that and they've you know they've changed it and you know to change something you know it, it's not easy at the start but you know what i mean obviously no when no you look at the rewards well, you have to say fair play to him, but like, do you ever, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, the other thing I'd like to ask you is that, um, do you think they nearly need to dial back to GA a bit? But like, it's probably a bit too late now. Like, I'm just looking at all these guys, they're not lucky like you are to be professional. Those lads yeah. still have to do a nine to five job, like, you know, like oh. I was maybe one of the tip hunters <clears throat> out here last week and they said they're back training already. You know, do you think nearly <clears throat> like, like, I know it's but it's still amateur like you know like it's it's a like if you want to be like it's full-on commitment now like you know do you nearly think the, it's too much like you know oh never that like i've got a great admiration for gaelic football and hurling players right now because from my perspective i'm only going off my opinion it's a young man's game now yeah, it's oh, a young yeah. man's game yeah. like it's very very hard now like the guys that are playing now are either in college, university, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or elsewhere, they can be, they can be, you know, they look, they, they talk to their company, and obviously their boss lets them go at two, three, two, three o'clock. Like, uh, you know, I me. Mean? There's no, no guys working till five anymore. Like, because, man, the amount of hours they're working, they're, they, I hear they're doing like three or four gym sessions a week, right? Yeah. And then three or three, maybe four. Uh, pitch sessions like you know what I mean so like it's and where where does where does your family come into that like where you know where does uh, if you have a kid like you know what I mean yeah. like if you have multiple kids or you've got a wife where where does where does the time come into that you know what I mean and um you see a lot of it like a lot of stuff a lot of relationships break break down you know what I mean yeah. obviously because you're just devoting your so much of your life to it look it, in my opinion if you're if you're doing sport at a professional level or like GA right now because it's nearly professional, yeah. you gotta be kind of selfish, like you know what I mean. Yeah. You're at it for such a short period of time. You know, you'd be lucky to get ten years max, five years, whatever. But you gotta devote every ounce of every energy into it. You know, and it's really hard, like you know what I mean. But going back to your question, like you know what I mean. <clears throat> I just feel for players that give everything into it right and then when they come to like 30 and you know and they've got to work you know when the ga is over like they gotta then you gotta sort out a career for yourself when you work like you know and maybe they've kind of missed missed out on like you know really um you know cr creating a real solid platform when they were younger you know obviously that's the pitfalls but you know at the end of the day people love it because that's what you grew up with back home they just love it and you know that's the number one to play and put it put the jersey on for their county like you know i've been in that situation you know yeah. and i've done it i've done it so yeah no, it's a it's a big it's a big talking point like going 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 on like you know should players be paid like you know or should they be uh um re reimbursed or you know not what's the word should it be um uh, compensated, sorry, should they be compensated for, for, for time spent away? You know what I mean? Well, it's going to come to a head at some stage, Tanta, like, because like, I yeah. feel really sorry for like the, the small counties. Like I, I said this whenever I have a GA player on, but like 
Theophilies, you know, like they used to be a yep. great media county and they just don't have the, like they don't have the same size as Cork or Limerick and they don't have the same finances. It's not an equal playing field anymore, you know? No, you're definitely right. At the, like, right now, if, if I talk to you now, how, how many how many counties can realistically win an All-Ireland? You're looking at probably three or four, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Three or four that make it, like, unless you, dev- unless you start to develop the weaker counties, you know what I mean? And make it into a really strong, strong competition. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the likes of the Offleys, you know, uh, you know, they're not going to develop like the Kerry's, you know what I mean? They're just, just gonna, you know, they're going to battle away. Like, you know what I mean? But it's up to obviously the people, the game itself, you know what I mean? Yeah. To come up with something. What, what they come up with, I don't know, but obviously, you know, um, trying to make the game as healthy as possible, like because um, you know it is an amazing game. Yeah. Well, just the last point on that. In my opinion, like the likes of JP McManus and the likes of yeah. Kerry Group, you know, they got big money. If they want to sponsor Limerick or Kerry, they should have to give that money directly to the GA, and then the money gets filtered down to the counties. You know, like when you're giving it yeah. to Kerry or just to Limerick, it's going to end up lopsided, like isn't it? Like you know. So. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Obviously, but um. You know, you know, uh, that's a great point. Like, you know, that, that, that they could implement that, you know, strategy. But yeah. um, you know, who knows? Like, you know, obviously, I'm not, I'm not in the airs to make them decisions. Yeah. Like, but um, you know, what I would love is um, one day Kerry winning an All Ireland hurling, you know, Ireland, yeah. or you know, uh, you the likes of, <clears throat> you know, the likes of Offaly coming back winning, you know, because. No, when I was growing up in the in the nineties, you know the the Dooleys, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable, like you know what I mean. It'd be great to see them come back, like you know what I mean. But um, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll see in the next couple of years what happens in that in that area. Definitely. What um, we got on drunk really in because uh, yeah, I just want to. You you left Ireland and you went on to yeah. play with the captain. You know, tell me yeah. how you got picked up. And I think you made here you made you made like over eighty appearances if I'm right with Carlton. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Eighty appearances. Six six years with him, like you know. So like you know that was yeah. that was a great old achievement. Tell tell us. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. So um, when I finished Ireland in two thousand and three, um, I had um, Shane O'Sullivan, the recruiting ma- manager. He was already he'd been already looking around Ireland and. They had all come for the All Ireland, the All Ireland um, minor final, obviously, and look 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 at talent both hurling and football. So yeah. um, when uh, obviously I played in two thousand three, they were looking at me uh, a, a year or two previous to that because I played in two All Irelands with the minors, and um, they came to me after the All Ireland. They asked me like, oh, like obviously. You, you you fit the attributes of a an AFL footballer or would you would you would you ever try coming coming back coming to Australia to try it out and people don't know but back then um uh just before I came out um Carlton were hit with a massive fine so they were in breach of their contract and um obviously they they had caught being caught like you know obviously um doing illegal stuff and um, they got their picks taken from them. So they started to look outside. So obviously, where would you look? But um, Ireland. So that's how it came about, really. So then when when Shane asked me, he sat down with my mom and dad and looked 
for me, uh, Canelli was out there. So I, I spoke to Tyg and Tyg was like, oh, yeah, it's a great opportunity. You know, he was carving, you know, obviously he was just just breaking onto it right there and then and spoke to him for a length of time. And I met up with him three or four times. And he said, great, great opportunity. If you come out, you know, whether you make it or not, you can always go home. You know what I mean? So I kind of, with that in the back of my mind, I said, geez, let's give it a shot. Uh, Sean Og was up for it, you know, Cork were after a strike, you know what I mean? Yeah. Back in, you know, so I, I was just coming off the back of that and I was young, you know what I mean? And just to, just to play professional sport in my idea, in my eyes was just, uh, you know, an op, a, a amazing opportunity. So uh, something that I, I probably look back and looking at it now, if I stayed in Ireland and I didn't go, I, I, you know, I, I kind of would have been, I would have been disappointed with myself now not having a crack like you know because it's the unknown like you know what i mean obviously you know something would have been missing like yeah, having in the back of my head the opportunity gone i never went you know what i mean but at the end of the day it's up to the individual you know what i mean that's how he feels so anyway i went out there and luckily you know after a couple of years i broke on and i played played for Karen for eight years so i had a I had a good eight year and then um got injured you know what i mean that's uh, professional sport like it's not all rosy like you know what I mean so I've had my fair share of injuries you know when I first got out there you know multiple injury stress factors osteitis pubis you know uh hurt my shoulder um had a, a re reconstruction on the knee so but lucky thankfully enough like you know my body held together when it mattered the most and that was obviously playing games and then um Ended up going to the Giants, the new new team, and then played two years there. So all in all, like, you know, to play in front of 70,000, 80,000 people every week, like, was a dream come true. Like, you know, yeah. obviously I, I I never got to the ultimate, like, you know, to win to, to win a, a grand final, like um, Mark O'Connor and, yeah. you know, Zach Tui, you know, obviously um, amazing effort by them two guys. Like, you know, um, just unbelievable to you know to 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 win, to win a premiership obviously and with Ty Kennelly as well so but um all in all enjoyed my time out there and um uh enjoyed my time immensely yeah no oh, definitely and Satanta like you said you got you had a few injuries when you came over playing Aussie rules was that do you think was that getting used to Aussie rules and you like you obviously had to do a lot of gym stuff to put on the size for Aussie rules like you know do you think that's where where the injuries came about and stuff? A hundred percent level like when when I went over there I was eighty eight kilos, yeah. six foot five, eighty eight kilos, and back then the game was more it was a more um uh, what would you call it um it was more physical side, so in order for me to be to play with the the big guys to play, you know, obviously I had to put on 10, 12 kilos and that's exactly what I did. And in doing that, you know, something's got to give obviously. So I, I did, did I put on the weight too quick? I, I think so. Looking back in it, I probably did. I should have put on like over five year, I could have put on two or three kilos instead of like I, in two years, I put on 12. So started getting stress factors in my shins, um, my feet, started getting stress factors and then obviously um being uh, i was i consider myself re really fit when i was you know obviously but you know carrying that much weight you know what i mean obviously you get fatigue you know muscles start to get tired and you know 
do do your hamstring or whatnot you know what i mean so but yeah definitely it, it was a combination correlation of a lot of things but um you know a, as the game developed you know and it got it got quicker and quicker and faster and i like started shedding the weight you know what i mean it, it suited me more you yeah. know, as as the years went on like but yeah definitely look Aussie rules it's probably the toughest sport in the world for you know in my eyes like you know you do a pre-season for four months and then you know you're straight into it for 20 23 weeks you play you know and it's four quarters it's two games of an af it's two 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 ga games is one afl game so yeah. you know what i mean it's you just got to be conditioned it's relentless it is yeah yeah no definitely um uh, what I'd ask you then is, I suppose, this we got a few questions in when I said we was having you on. Who was yeah. the, best, the best player you played against and with in Aussie Rules? Oh, the best player I played, the best player I played against was probably Jonathan Brown. Okay. Obviously, he played three, he won three premierships with the Brisbane Lions, centre half forward. I've had, um, you know, four, three or four big tussles with him, you know what I mean? So, just in terms of like, um, uh, he's, you know, what he's done for the game of Aussie rules football and, you know what I mean, premierships. He won a premiership at Saint half four at 19 years old. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Phenomenal, 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 phenomenal athlete. I've never seen a guy to run 16Ks, six foot five, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. 100, 100, 105 kilos. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they just don't make, they don't make specimens like that before. Like, you know, he, he, the guy was, uh, he was like an on-baller, a midfielder as such. Like he ran like the wind and he was so fast and so fit. So he he is definitely, you know, one of my toughest opponents. And then also the guy, I um, one of my captains that I played with, Anthony Kudafidis. They call him the Kuda. He was probably one of the greatest players that I ever played with. You know, yeah. he captained the club when I was there. He was a phenomenal athlete. Same again, six foot four, played in the midfield, could run like the wind, you know, so athletic, so fast, so strong, you know what I mean? So, but very humble at the same time. And, um, you know, I, I got to really, you know, he picked me up and we'd go to sessions together and, you know, I got to really, um, you know, be, get, be mentored by him, which is something that I'm very grateful for. And even to this day, we still talk, which is, you know, a blessing. Yeah. And what was what was the lifestyle like then? Because you know, we say you made the move out and we all know about the weather yeah. in Australia and all that. And like did did your brother did Sean O come out to watch a few games and I, I, and like I, I think tried I'd be familiar with your sister, 18, is she yeah. lived in Australia now? Like what did they come out and did they support you? Or what was it? Yeah, like? oh my whole family's been out, like you know, Sean Oak's been out here. My sister, 18, came out. Like you said, she came out when she finished CIT. She went out there and she did a H-dip in teaching. And then obviously she's still out. In the, she's still in Melbourne right now. So, yeah, she we lived together for a while. And, and you know what I mean? So along the years, you know, along, you know, they came and came and went like, you know what I mean? So, but um, ah, the lifestyle is unbelievable lifestyle. Like, you know, not only, not only are you playing a professional sport at a young age, you know what I mean? And, you, you know, you you get the weather, the unbelievable weather that you don't get in Ireland. Like, you know, yeah. uh, it, it's just a combination of just everything. Like, you know what I mean? Everything a man would want, you know, being young, you know, uh, um, ha- having, ha- having like, you know what I mean? Playing games in front of thousands of people, like, you know what I mean? And then just the, uh, and it's, 
the small things, you know, the access that you get that you wouldn't really get, like, you know what I mean, the Australian Open, the tickets, yeah. you know what I mean? It comes with a great, great, you get a lot of access to a lot of great things, you know what I mean? And yeah. you're, you're very fortunate for it, but, you know, that comes with the territory, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You get to go to, you get to go to events, you know, concerts, you know what I mean? And you just get free, 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 free entry, you know? Yeah. When I was at Carlton, like we'd go to restaurants and you know Italian restaurants, and people people would you know they'd be happy and they'd be welcome us in and we'd eat, man, we'd eat mountains of food by it. And you go to pay and they're like, oh no, you know, you just bring a smile to our face every week. You know, we love watching you guys play. Thanks a million. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But and like it's unbelievable. You just really, really looked after. You know, the club looks after you. You know, everything you get you get fed at the club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, nowadays, you sleep at the club when you get injured. Like, you know, you know, if you get a cork tie, they've got rooms there, you sleep there, you go, you know, you got, uh, you just looked after unbelievable. You know what I mean? Uh, the gym is second to none. You know what I mean? The recovery. Yeah. Uh, it's just unbelievable. You really looked after. No, I can see why you made the move. And uh, final few questions, Satanta, is that... Yeah. Um, you obviously played. You, you play with Western. Going off Wikipedia anyway, Western Greater Western Sydney and Auburn, yep. Is it like tell me about those clubs? Which was your? Which where did you enjoy the most? Which club did you enjoy the most? I suppose. Ah, uh, look, I love the No, no, no. Great, great question. Like, but out of everything I've enjoyed was like I'll always say like playing with Zaki at Aubrey, Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, the poor fella, you know, obviously he got injured out in Australia, and you know when he when he when he had osteitis pubis and had a he had a massive operation, and you know after the operation he kind of you know wasn't himself, and then you know obviously went back home, and then I never during that time he was at Carrington, I never I never got to play with him not once, yeah. so I kind of you know I was really disappointed, and I thought like that would never never happen, I'd probably never get to play with him again. So in saying that, when I did finish up and he decided, like, you know, he wanted to come back out to Australia. And then um, when I finished up, he we got an opportunity to play in Aubrey because Ty Kennelly played there previous to us. So when that opportunity arose, man, I was just so happy. Like, um, the three years that me and him played, we won three premierships, like, with Aubrey. All so right. that was unbelievable. That was, that was an added bonus, like, but just to play with Izaki, like, was unbelievable. Like, you know, great feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, some, something that, you know what I mean? Obviously, I never really, I played one year with Sean Og, and, you know, uh, I played a couple of games with him under uh, senior level, but, you know, obviously, to play with, to finish my career with Izaki was the highlight, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, um... The other thing I wanted to ask you um, yeah. was uh, if you could change one thing about Aussie rules and one thing about the GA, what would you change? Oh, if I could change one thing about Aussie rules. Um, I would just feel... No, no, I just feel that over the years, they change a lot of rules. They keep changing rules, different rules, different years. Like, I know they've changed the rock rule. Like, before, they used... Bounce, bounce the ball, right? They use bounce the ball and um, you know, uh, and small things like you know, um, changing obviously where you run in in the rock now and you can't touch, no body contact, like you know, they just keep changing small subtle rules, like you know what I mean. So 
whether it's good for the game or not, you know, people, uh, you have people that, you know, say yes and people that say no. But I, one thing I know is that it's frustrating for players when you keep changing rules and then you got to adapt to it. Like, you know what I mean? So that was one thing I didn't like. Um, GA, if there's one thing I'd uh, change about GA, look, I'm all for, I would love for players to get paid, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, obviously, they make it a. Prof- it's look. It's as you can say. They nearly train like professional athletes. So whether if they don't get if they don't get paid, let them get compensated. You know, in order that they don't miss out on certain things. Whether that happens now, I'm not too sure. You know what I mean? But I'd like to think it does. You know what I mean? So, but um, that's one thing I definitely would change for the amount of effort the players put in like you know or it's ha- like have a structure in place where when they do finish that they'll be looked after you know what I mean yeah to yeah. a certain to a certain extent like you know what I mean obviously that's the ideal that's the ideal world yeah but um sometimes we don't live in an ideal world <laughs> who's going to win the all irelands this year or next year i'll always say cork <laughs> <laughs> i'll always say cork in both but um uh, look you can't look past Limerick again, can you? You know, no. um, they're phenomenal. You know, obviously, well, they'll get four in a row, will they? You know, obviously, they've got an unbelievable, not only do they have the unbelievable 15, but they've got like seven or eight subs that just jump into place, like, you know, so they're obviously doing something right. So every other county should be looking at what they're doing. Like, you know, I know if I was playing with Cork, I'd be watching, I'd be looking at them and, yeah. you know, I'd be, if I could go get up and even see how they train, you know, you know, because they they are they are the benchmark of you know hurling right now, and obviously Kerry, Dublin, you know, yeah. they in football, you know, any of them teams, like you know. But look, my heart always says Cork. So, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, do, just because uh, you're in Hawaii and you're so close to Fiji, do you ever get back yeah. to the roots there? Do you still have a family home or anything there, or is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my mom's still my mom's family still live in Rotoma. Okay. So um yeah, I've been to Fiji a couple of times since, but um my mom's island is like uh, 365 miles just northeast of Fiji. So yeah, well, it's getting there is a, a bit of a, a journey, as you should say. Like you know what I mean? Obviously, one plane goes every three or four weeks and you get the boat across and it takes ages, takes a couple of days, like, but definitely it's something that I want to do. In the, you know, I, I would love to go every year, but obviously my main priority is to see see my mum and dad in, in in Cork. So Sean O, Sean O, my sisters and brothers in Cork. I'd love, you know, obviously I go there and then to see Zaki. Zaki's now living in Perth in Australia. So and my sisters in Melbourne. So obviously with the pandemic it was a bit tough, but now it's all everything's opened up. Definitely, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll make the rounds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, and yeah. uh, well, another question that came in was, um, yeah, you returned back to play with your club in the Pearshire. Did you win a county that time, or did you lose? I did. Or was it, yeah? What, yeah, what was, that was that like? Was that, a, was that a, another dream come true, winning the county with your club, oh, your brother? Neville, unbelievable. Unbelievable. To win a county with Zaki, Sean Og. you know, that was the last hurling game I ever played, so... It was unbelievable that I get, you know, and you yeah. know, I got a, a lot to thank Carlton. You know, I spoke to Dennis Pagan at the time, and he, I spoke to him about because back then they weren't really inclined to let players, you know, obviously when you sign a contract, you've got to, you've got to uphold that end of it, and 
look, my club, Lepirshig, have they haven't been in a county final since. Like, and yeah. I went and I spoke to Dennis, and I said, Dennis, this means the world to me. Like, you know, and you know, to play with guys I grew up with, you know, I, I, I'm not going to get this opportunity ever again. So obviously, he gave me he gave me all the blessings, and he said, please don't get injured. So obviously, I went back, and oh, to play to play in the count that county final with guys I grew up with, like, because you know yourself, never the GA is just built on families, you know, parishes coming together, you know what I mean? Yeah. How big or how small, like, you know what I mean? And everyone just plays. It's a, it, it's an amateur sport, like, you know what I mean? So you're doing it for the love, you know, everyone, the community gets together, you know, the men, the women, you know, at the canteens, making, yeah. making, you know, soup sandwiches, you know what I mean? And I just think that it was, for me, it was a culmination of like all the years that I had played for a piercing since I was like five, six years old. And to reward, to get a, a due reward was to like win, win a county final for, for the club. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was, I was lucky enough that, you know, at that time we had a great crop of guys, you know, that came through, you know, John Gardner, Sean O, Donald Murphy, you know, we, we just had, uh, you know, Great players, Zaki, you know, we, and um, we all put it together. So, yeah. obviously, you know, it hasn't been done since. So, and, you know, I don't know if you know, Neville, but we just went down intermediate last this year, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, very, very, you know, obviously it was heartbreaking, like, you know, for a club like so prolific, like our club to go down to, you know, and that's, that's then again, it's to do with the, you know, the underage, you know, whether mm. are we putting in, are we putting in the right infrastructure or, you know what I mean? Are we teaching well, the kids the, you know? Yeah, well, I was like, that's like, for like, the strength of Cork Hurling has always been the city game, you know? I was always told that because I'm from the country and when the yeah. city just come down or we used to go up to, we used to love taking on the city lads and it's just, I don't think it's as dear as much anymore, like, you know, or maybe I'm no. being unfair, you know? So. No, 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 you're, you're right. You know, if you look back in traditionally, if you look back traditionally in the 80s and when I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s, right? Yeah. Early 2000s, you like, how many city players would you have in a team, in a county team? Like, you'd have plenty, like, you know, obviously, whether that has to do with like, you know, people growing up, and moving to the outskirts because it's uh, more cheaper living, you know, uh, it's easier, accessible, infrastructure is better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that all has got a lot to do with it. But uh, look, what it should it matter? It shouldn't matter. Like, you know what I mean? It's just all about setting the right infrastructure for the kids. Like, you know, obviously at my club, something's broken down at some, some point, like, you know, and we just got to go back to, you know, grassroots, like, you know, developing not alone developing players, but developing coaches. Like, you know, how can you be the best coach you can to to impart or impart your knowledge onto these kids so they can develop, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. also getting getting kids in the north side too to play play hard in the football, you know. Yeah. I think um, you know, speaking to Sean Oak, just the, the lack of participation in sports numbers in sports has gone down, like you know what I mean? So whether that has to do with the new technology out, everyone stays at home, you know what I mean? You know, kids are lazier these days or, you know what I mean? I think um, there's different, there's different avenues for them to do different things. You know what I mean? Obviously, but... Um, no, you're you know, right. No, because you can see it nowadays that a lot of kids spend time in their smartphone more. And like when we were younger, like all we'd go to is kick a ball or hit a, hit a ball off a wall, like, you know, but it's changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you said that uh, you're never going to come home, are you? I can just imagine you out in Waikiki, <laughs> weather like you know. Ah, uh, no, de- no, definitely, definitely never. Like my dream, uh, uh, since I set up, you know, health and sport is like to obviously come home and and, and trench myself in 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 GGA, you know, mentor kids, you know, yeah. personally in an ideal world, if you know, if money wasn't an option, I'd go home and I'd love to coach and go back to grassroots and you know go back to my club and you know coach coach in that that aspect uh would i love to coach aussie rules yeah i'd love to coach aussie rules like you know uh, um to be more entrenched in 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 sport yes that's my goal you know obviously i'm i'm making i'm putting things in place so that can happen you know so that in an ideal world obviously everyone's got an ideal world i'd love to get back in that that um in that realm or that space but obviously a lot of it's got to have to do on my, my, my wife and you know how, how sh- she wants things off so you know obviously when you're in a marriage it's um you know you you just gotta um, compromise that's you the word that's the <laughs> you gotta compromise and you know so um yeah. whatever's best for both of us you know but uh, in a, the ideal world for me that would be it <laughs> No, no, that's great. Like, uh, I just finally stand up. I finished with this. Yeah. All my get, um, uh, questions in 60 seconds. All right. So, yeah. Um, what's your favorite food? Oh, Indian food. I love Indian. Uh, how often do you do your dirty laundry? Oh, once a week. All right. Uh, win the World Cup or win the Masters? Masters. Uh, who would play you in a movie? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> uh, favorite holiday? Favorite holiday. Favorite holiday would be the Maldives. Yeah. Uh, go to karaoke song. I want it that way, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Craziest thing you've ever done? Ultimate Hell Week. All right. Uh, biggest fear? The biggest fear is not fulfilling my potential. All right. Very good. Uh, leg day or chest day? Oh, chest. Chest day. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, stand to Westlife or Boys On? Oh, that's a massive one. Westlife. All right, no bother. Close, close, boys on close though. <laughs> Definitely. Well, look, so thank Yeah, never. Thanks a million for that. And if you're in yeah. any time, give me a show, remind me for a drink. Yeah, but, not a bother. And thanks for listening. And thanks again to Satanta for coming on the pod. What a career he had, you know, in playing as rules. And, you know, one that got away really from Cork in 2003. Imagine if he hung around, I think Cork would have won few more a few more all Ireland and um, really nice guy really good chat for 10 or 15 minutes off here after the pod and I was in college with his sister 18 in business at CIT so nice guy and lovely family so um, and good luck to him with uh, with help and sport his online business so I'll definitely be following that and keeping an eye on it and um, yeah so that, that's it and remember I'll be in McGettigan's for the rest of the year and I'll, I'm looking forward to watching the World Cup in there in the next few weeks so make sure to come on in and find me in McGettigan's in Dubai. I'll be watching any of the matches. So thanks again to Sedanto Halpine for coming on the pod. Really enjoyed that one. 
And remember, you can get this on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Neville O'Donoghue. Thanks for listening, and I'm out of here.